All right, we're live. So we're obviously going to talk about a big part of the reason I want to talk to you today is the switch from going from working to being a stay-at-home mom because that's a huge-ass switch, absolutely huge. Like, your whole life pretty much changes. What, like, I, I just asked you what was the biggest, you know, the biggest, I'm trying to think of the word. Adjustment? Adjustment. Yeah, what was the biggest, yeah, we'll go with that word, biggest adjustment. I think for me, like, the biggest adjustment had to have been, like, so one of my friends, when I told them that I was going to be moving from work to a stay-at-home, was she got me a book called, I think it's called The Essentials of Being a Stay-at-Home Mom, and one of the first chapters talks about the switch from being a working person and, like, all the differences, and so when you're at work and you have a project that's due, you get direction, you get, you know, there's a end, a reward, a finish. People see the work that you've done and there's all these steps that get to it. Being a stay-at-home mom, uh, you one of the biggest things that they said in the chapter was you have to understand that you, you miss those parts now. You don't have a project deadline. You don't have, hey, you did a really great job on that project. You know, you don't have the, the payoff essentially at the end as a yeah. stay-at-home my kids aren't going to come up to me and be like, thank you for cleaning my room. <laughs> I mean, they thank me for lunch and they, you know, winter the other day did say thank you for organizing her room, but you don't get like the payoff as much. And Zach's working and I know that he would, you know, compliments me and tells me the house looks nice or I've done stuff, but you, there's, it's a big difference between a boss who's saying that to you yep. versus the stuff at home. And one of the other things that they mentioned in the chapter is nothing's ever going to be done. Like at work, when you finish a project, you get to put it aside, be done with it. Done it over with. Exactly. At home, your job never ends. Now, the nice thing about transitioning from a like teacher working with two-year-olds to transitioning to stay-at-home mom is a lot of that stuff is actually pretty similar. So I think the biggest part for me, yeah, was learning like, okay, when I'm at home, my stuff is never going to be finished. The laundry is never going to be caught up. I am never going to be caught up on dishes. The house is never going to be clean and picked up at all the same time. So each room gets its chance at being what I call clean. So one of the things in that first chapter was like, you have to say, today I'm going to do two loads of laundry and I'm done. Today I'm going to yep. pick up the toy room twice and then I'm done. You know, I'm going to pick it up in the middle of the day and at night. And you have to have those boundaries for yourself because you don't have those that you had at work, which is definitely a switch. Like it is overwhelming some days when I get up in the morning and be like, oh shit, I have, pardon my language, like five loads of laundry to put away and the living room I didn't pick up last night and it's completely destroyed. So we're starting our day already uneven, but the more I get used to it, the more I put stops on those things, the more I feel like it's becoming a balance of, okay, this is an actual job now. It's just yep. different from what my job was, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense because a lot of people think like, oh, stay-at-home moms, you know, they just stay at home and take care of the kids, you know, but it's a whole whole other aspect because if you're a stay-at-home mom, typically your husband is working a lot. We'll say partner because, you know, yep. some kids have two moms. Some kids have two dads. It is what it is. Some people live with their grandparents. It's fa so, family. It's, some we some always people say live with their adults always come back at daycare. So your other your other adult in the house. Yeah, okay. that's a that's a really good point to put. Um, it's a good way to put it. Point to put. I don't know why I said that. Good way. To, that's a good way to put it. Um, so, but it's it is being a stay at home parent is a full time job because one, yes, you are taking care of the kids, but what people don't realize is like taking care of kids is like watching like a 
pot of boiling water and trying to do other things at the same time. Like you have to, your attention has to remain here. Otherwise bad things will happen. But then you also got to, you know, got to do two loads of laundry. You got to clean the toy room. You got to feed them and take care of them. And it's just, it's a whole different, like it's a whole different aspect to life. A lot of people don't get to see. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's, it's hard to explain to somebody like, Hey, you know, I know that I should be doing the majority of the housework because Zach is working and that's my job. But I can also say I feel very overwhelmed with the amount of housework because, yeah. like you said, I have to pay attention to the kids. I can't just clean my house all day. I have to take care of the kids. And ours are at ages where they still need attention. And, you know, they they're need, very young. Yeah, they <laughs> need things. Two and four. Two and four. Is... I still have to change diapers for Wilder, even though we're potty training, you know, and he's pooping on the potty. Great. Ooh, That's awesome. Hopefully we get out of diapers soon, but Winter still needs help in the bathroom too, you know? She peed on the floor the other day. Granted, she tries to clean it up, which is fantastic, but, you know, the kids both need stuff, and I can't just clean or do dishes and... That's that's just the way it is. And like I said, that book was very helpful to say, hey, you just have to put a stop to it because yep. there isn't going to be an end to your projects. And I think when I left my job, I didn't realize that. Like, oh, 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 this is a, I mean, I knew that it was a 24-hour, you know, seven days a week, 365 days a year job. But you don't think about the, oh, it's not, I get to put a close to something and move on. Yeah, I get that. My... My mom was a stay-at-home mom for, I think, the first, I think, like, eight eight or nine years of my life. I don't remember her working because when my third, when my, so I have five siblings, us three older boys were the ones that lived in the household with us because we, before all life went to hell, the youngest one, once he turned five and went to kindergarten, that's when my mom started working again because yep. she was, you know, sitting at home and. I don't want to say not doing anything because she was doing things, but she was, she was a busy mama. Like I see on your Instagram stories and your Facebook stories and all this, you're always having the kids out, having them do a walk, having them do like some sensory type deal with like sand or something like that. And I think that's so cool. My mom did stuff like that too. We did a lot of like fishing and we did a lot of outdoor stuff because we didn't have a lot of money growing up. So like that stuff was kind of free, you know, yep. fishing license is what, 10 bucks. And then exactly. you, can, you can go fishing for a whole day. And there, you can teach your kids about life. You can teach your kids about death. You can teach your kids about fish babies and all that stuff. So life cycles, the life cycles. Yeah. So I was just wondering about you teaching your kids stuff like that. Like, what do you, when you wake up in the morning, do you have like a, like a planned itinerary? Like, oh, I'm going to take the kids for a walk here. Or do you just wake up and you're just like, I'm sick of being home. Let's go for a walk. So like, you know, Going from working to home, you know, we had a schedule when we get up for work. We got up every day. I'd get up at 6 o'clock. The kids would get up at 6.30. We had to leave the house by 7.10. We'd get to work by 8. We'd be home. You know, I'd get off work at 4.30. Packing up the kids from daycare was a nightmare. I also don't miss that. Um, and then drive home, and then we have our nightly routine of dinner and bed and whatever. So when I switched, I was like, oh, crap. We should probably have a daily routine. And yep. going through that book, too, that was one of the things it said was you want to have a routine. So... We generally wake up about the same time. Um, our breakfast is always by 9 o'clock. I try to do, depends on the morning. Like when I first got off work, the weather was absolutely awful. I would wake up every morning. I'm like, it's December. It's April and it's December outside. There's snow. It's cold. So my mornings when it was like that, we were doing a learning activity right after breakfast. So Winter's working on her letters. She's working on writing. 
Um, she really loves art and creative stuff. Sensory things are huge for all kids of all ages. That yeah, helps them absolutely get themselves going. Um, and then Wilder, I've been working on colors, shapes, you know, just basic stuff with him. And I figure, so we do wake up breakfast. Then I try to do a learning activity for both of them. And I try to do it separately so that they each have their own, what I would consider like age appropriate stuff and working in daycare. Yep. I have so much crap downstairs that it is so nice. Oh, absolutely. That I have so You're much loaded. stuff. Oh my God. It's ridiculous. And I probably should get rid of some of it at this point now because I won't use all of it by any way, shape or form. But what if you have a third kid? That is very true. That is very true. That <laughs> Come on, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> We've joked about that since I've been home. I'm like, I, if, if that's on the docket, we still have to wait a little while. I'm still adjusting. <laughs> I'm still adjusting. Um, but yeah, so I have so much stuff downstairs that I try to do a learning activity for both of them. So I set winter up at the table and usually Wilder's in the living room. And I kind of bounce back and forth between the two. Usually about a half hour, I try to keep them occupied with those things. I kind of rotate stuff for Wilder because his attention spans a lot shorter. Winter can probably sit with the same thing for at least 15, 20 minutes, if not a half hour, depending on what she's doing. Yep. Um, and then once we're done with that, if it's nice outside, we bundle up. It didn't matter. We would go outside. We'd play. Um, sometimes we do TV time or movies. I mean, I can't say that I don't do screen time with the kids because I do. I try to limit it. Um there are some days that we would just watch it more than others. When it's rainy and crappy outside, winter is like, can we snuggle down and do a movie? It's like, all right. Yeah. But then once, we, once we're done with our learning stuff, we either go outside, we play. Our lunchtime is between 11.30 and 12. And then nap time is between 1 and 2.30. Generally, winter's been fighting nap. So hers is just a rest time is what I consider it. Set a timer and then she rests in her bed for a little bit and then she can go and play in her quarter quietly while Wilder's still napping so that mommy gets a little bit of time. Oh, yeah. And space between the two. And I know winter is, like I said, transitioning away from that nap. So afternoons will be, it'll be a little bit different as we move through our schedule. But then we have snack and try to go back outside. So I generally follow that kind of same schedule every day so that they know what's coming because winter is a, what's what to expect but then we also have days where i'm like okay winter the library this week you know they just starting their summer reading program in menominee and so they have story times tuesday wednesday thursday so i'll ask winter what do you want to plan for the week you know what day do you want to do that so we can put that on our schedule yep. so that when we wake up in the morning we can prep for that and so she knows what we're doing so i try to keep a schedule as much as possible but obviously things go awry and change they're, they're- Two and four years old. Exactly. It can, shit can hit the fan. <laughs> but I also try to go with, like, Winter has been very interested in outside stuff lately, like you've seen on our on my story on Instagram. Stuff. Oh, yeah. She's been all about wanting to be outside, and she was coming from a class at the Children's Nature Academy in Eau Claire that is a, it's the Buckeyes room, and Melinda is a fantastic teacher. She is all about outside all the time. A raining, snowing, any of that, hiking, they go out for hours. So wow, her coming, that's awesome. Her coming home, I think that was the biggest switch is that she i cannot do the amount of activities that melinda did because i have wilder you know the age that i have someone who's younger so she's coming from a class that was outside all the time so her wanting to be outside and explore and lay in the grass it's awesome i just can't tire her out as much as she was at yeah no i get that She's been very geared towards all of that. So I try to follow like what their interests are. Wilder is all about the trucks lately. So I've been trying to do counting and coloring and things with trucks and sorting. And But I, I try to follow their interests if I can. If I can. Because it's kind of like being in a classroom. You know, that's what we do in the classroom yeah, too. Yeah, absolutely. You kind of follow their interests and, and go with it. Because otherwise, Winter's not going to sit down at the table if I don't have something that she 
really wants to focus Likes, on. You, know, you give exactly. her a coloring book with a truck in it, she's going to be like, the fuck is this? You yeah, know, and I don't want that. I want a flower. I want nature. I want to cut and glue. Wilder wants trucks. He, he's, he's, I know they say stereotype stuff, but he is a very full-on boy. Boy, boy. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. a boy, boy. Mm-hmm. So when you... You worked at like a daycare early learning center. What was, was it a daycare that you worked at? So I was part of the university. So the University of Eau Claire has a children's center and it's called the Children's Nature Academy, the CNA. Um, we're actually, we were located on, on campus for a while, um, but we ended up build, buying a building off campus in 2012. Yes, 2012. So we're like off campus. It's on like a, it used to be an old church. Um, okay. And it had like a nunnery, so there's dorms in it now. But we're on like 30 acres, so oh wow, yeah, yeah. So for the trails, kids, that's great. It's awesome. We've got I think six trails. They've got a ravine to go down to. Wow. Um. So like I said, where she's coming from, we were outside. Where I'm coming from too, we were outside all the time. That was what we did. You lived outside pretty much that all is summer long. Awesome. So. so- did, did so the kids did go to that daycare that you were at did yep. you have any of them in your class did you have well winter at least did you have in, in your class yeah unfortunately it was so with working in a daycare you try not to have your kids in your class because it is, I know yep. it is so difficult so my mom she worked at a daycare and she had I think she had her kid for a little bit and then put him in a different class or maybe it was the other way around I was wondering about that barrier between at home you're my mom but then you come to daycare and now you're not my, you're my mom, but you're watching, you know, 10 other kids. Like how, how did she adjust to that? Or was there really no adjustment? She's just like mommy, mommy all the time. We talked about it because I have kind of, when I first started back at the children's center in 2018, right after, I think winter was seven months, I was kind of afloat. And so I really wasn't in a room and I was like, Oh, I won't have to worry about her being with me. Well, then somebody quit and they're like, hey, would you want to bounce into this classroom and then move down to the twos? I'm like, okay, but can Winter not come to my room? Because I know that she's following this path and she's following me now. I don't I don't want her to be in my room. And they're like, nope, not going to happen. Parents were super pissed when they decided to move her down to my room because parents of somebody else were like, oh, there's yeah. going to be favoritism. That's her daughter. It's she's like, going to pay attention to her all the time. It's like playing on a team in the and the coach is your dad. The coach is your dad, or there's a kid on the team where the coach is his dad, or something, or her Ex- dad. It's, it's like they say it's equal, but it's not. But it's everybody knows, you know, it's not exactly. And so I had to address that with my parents and say, yes, I know my daughter is in my class. But to be perfectly honest, I'm probably going to be harder on my daughter because I know the way that she acts at home and the way she acts in the classroom are yep. two different pieces. Which every parent will always tell you that. So I started preparing winter probably like a month before she came down and was like, you're coming down to mommy's room. But when you're in mommy's room, I can't hold you all the time. You can sit on my lap for a minute and then I'm going to have to move you off. And it was really hard because winter was, she was over two. So she was probably like, I think she moved down in the spring. So she was almost two and a half, I guess. Pretty close. It was, yeah, around there. Um, and so I started preparing her. I'm like, when you come to the room, you're not going to be able to sit on me. I'm not going to be able to hold you. You're still going to have to do stuff. And immediately I noticed an, an uptake in her behavioral stuff because she wanted my attention. You know, she's in a room with 12 kids and I can't pay attention to her. So she would do naughty stuff with the other kids to get me to come over and just fighting for that attention. Uh huh. But she knew. So she would like sit down on my lap and she's like, I sit on mommy's lap for a minute and then I move. I'm like, yep. 
And when we were at school, she always repeated that. And then when we get home, she'd be like, I can sit on your lap longer now. Mommy's at home. I'm like, yes, you <laughs> make. It's kind of heartbreaking. <laughs> so sad that I have to tell you that you can't oh, sit man. on my lap all day at daycare. But it was also hard too as a parent to not be hard on her like I wanted to give her the attention and love don't get me wrong it's nice to love on my kid in my classroom and it's and as a parent it's fun to see like that side of the classroom because when you're a parent even as a child care teacher I don't see what goes on in winter's room I don't know what her life looks like at daycare yeah it is a completely different life that I am not a part of so it was fun to see all that but it also was just like okay she is a very normal little girl but she wants attention from me and she would just yeah. you know get into stuff and it's hard it's like it's your because you it's hard as a i bet it's hard as a parent trying to establish that boundary especially with a two-year-old yeah where it's where you can't you know give her attention all the time we're at home it's like you know she says jump you say how high you know like you you're there she falls you're there you know and i i, I imagine it would be a little hard doing that discipline wise too it was really difficult because i have very high expectations for winter. Like she's my kid and I'm a teacher and daycare teachers will tell you that teachers kids are always the worst. And I don't know why that's just the way it is. Um, but I have high expectations for winter and I know the way she acts at home. And when she acts like that in the classroom, I had a really hard time being like, okay, I'm her teacher. I still have to react like her teacher, not like her mom. And I will admit there was one of the times that Winter was having a really difficult day. She had bit, she had hit, she had pushed. Oh, shit. I sat her down on the chair and was like, Winter Wolf. And I, I'm not going to lie, I kind of lost my shit on her in the classroom. And I had a parent come up behind who was a parent of a different kid in my classroom. And they went right to the office and were like, I just heard Lindsay, you know, yelling at one of the kids in the classroom. And they're like, do, do you know who, who it was? <laughs> they're like, well, I don't, I don't know the child, but the parent, the person was like, you know, it's probably her daughter. Her daughter is in her classroom. You know, that's definitely a transition. Lindsay's a great teacher. She's very even keeled. But my guess, it was probably her daughter that she was talking to. And and it was. And, I mean, I did get talked to by the office and by the other, you know, that's just the way it is. I should not have reacted like that. That was my fault. I was reacting as a parent and not as a child care professional. Yeah. There is a difference. I mean, as much as I try to carry everything back and forth, it's hard. It is. And I was pregnant at the time with oh, Wilder. So your hormones and emotions are everywhere. And... Exactly. Yeah. So it was it was a definitely a difficult bolt. But the hard part was was right as we transitioned down to my room and I kinda got her even keeled, then COVID hit and we got sent home. Yep. And life totally flipped anyways. That sucks. COVID really fucked a lot of stuff up. Oh yeah. Like we a lot went, of stuff. We went from having like a hundred and thirty-five kids in our center, one hundred and forty to having thirty. Oh wow! Holy shit! Yeah. So like the schools shut down in Eau Claire, and teachers pulled their kids almost immediately. You know, because they were going to be at home anyways. Why pay for daycare? Yeah, exactly. The university did the same thing. They sent all of their employees home. And university parents pulled their kids because that's a large chunk of our stuff at the center that I worked at was that students who have kids students and parents and teachers so like we so it was way weird but then kind of the same situation i got sent home with winter and we were at home and pregnant and i tried to do the same thing you know we tried to have a schedule tried to keep our stuff even keeled so if you look at it this way though like covid you know sent you home and kind of forced you to be a stay-at-home mom it was only preparing you for what was about to come very true which is really kind really kind of fucking awesome you know being you know, stay-at-home mom, you know, it's it's a good gig. 
Zach's if, always wanted. If you this. like it, he's always he's always wanted to have me at home. He's been like that pretty much since yep. before we got, you know, engaged and married. He's, he's I think a, that's something every man wants. Because I told Lindsay, my Lindsay, just to clarify, we have. I think if you've listened to the podcast with me and Zach, we got the same. Our wife's that we got the same wife. No, our, our wife has the same names. They they have the same names. Spelled different though. So yes, I'm S E E. Yeah, she's got, and she has no D in her name. Okay, all right. I feel like that's more common with with younger Lindsays than my. Everybody nowadays is group. trying to spell their kid's name all funky, and I mean, you got Winter and Wilder. Really wanted, so <laughs> when I was in high school, I always used to write my name L Y N D Z I. That's how I wanted to spell Jesus. it. Jesus, like, that's like everything all at once. <laughs> yep, I wanted to be really cool. Oh man! I but what I was trying to say is, I, I told Lindsay, I was like, "Yeah, if you if we have kids, you know, I'd like you to be a stay at home mom, you know, at least until they go to school." So that's an, that's there goes my next question. Your kid Winter is going to be five now, yep. or did she just turn four? When is her birthday? Hers in December, so December. she'll turn five in December. Is she going to go to school this year or next year, or are you guys working more towards the homeschool? Eventually, we'll get towards the homeschool, but I think for this year, since I'm just kind kind of starting the transition. Um, she's going to go to 4K in Colfax. We actually just had her visit on Friday. Oh, awesome. It was really fun. She's super excited. She's she was the super pumped. Only little kid that pretty much was almost all the way down the hallway before she turned around to look to see where I was. I was like, go for it. Yeah. Go, little girl, go. You're you're good. And the teacher's like, you'd almost rather have it that way. I'm like, I would rather have it that way. I don't want her crying. Yeah. I don't want her crying. She's been to daycare before. That's She that- knows the sep- the de- the separation the detachment you know it's like exactly mom exactly. goes this way I go this way you know and that is the positive you know with childcare stuff is to getting that socialization thing and that's part of the reason why at home I want to do the you know story times at the libraries we want to go to the park you know I've been talking a lot to Winter about hey you know she's very good at going up to little kids and being like, hey my name is Winter what's your name do you want to play I'm like awesome that's awesome we can go anywhere and yeah, look at her f- parents too her parents are pretty confident her parents are kind of for the most part, yeah. Ass-kicking people. My anxiety pulls me back a little bit, but Zach definitely pushes me forward, which is helpful. That's that's good. No, you need... Which is helpful. Some people need that, which... I'm not saying you need a big push. I don't know you... I don't know you super well, but I feel like I know you well enough. Well enough to come have you come sit in my basement and talk to me for an That is hour. very true. That is very true. But yeah, so Zach wanted, has wanted this for a while, and we've gone back and forth. I carried the insurance, and so that just wasn't... You know, a possibility. And then yeah. once we started looking at financial stuff and with COVID, you know, everything changed with COVID. You know, this wouldn't have been probably a conversation that we would have had at all if it hadn't have been for COVID in the last couple of years. That yep. has, and I know we're not the only ones who have had to change situations no, because of it absolutely by not. far. Um, one of the statistics that I was actually reading is this is the lowest amount of female workers that they've ever had in the workforce since women's rights came about. Really? Because there are so many women and parents who are having to choose to be at home to make up for that. You know, you, the kids are sick. They get quarantined. All these extra pieces. Exactly. And I don't want to say that a lot of the work that females have or that we have more sick time, we have more vacation time. Those tend to be the the careers that have more. So it was me who was always off. And yeah, but when he was, you know, working at his other place, he... You know, they weren't super great with him wanting to take off time to be home with the kids when they were sick. Oh, and yeah. And had mentioned how many hours he had taken off. And I think his was like, you know, over 100 hours that he had taken off. And I looked at him and I was like, you do realize in the last 
That's like that's like a week, two weeks and a half. Like that's nothing. Exactly. So I, I think I used over two hundred and eighty, three hundred and something from like February of it's last an hour a day, year. pretty much. Yeah, from like February of last year to April of this year, I was. I mean, I was out of time. I used all of my time, and I got working at the university. We get allotted lots of sick time and lots of vacation lots of, time. Lots of benefits and bonuses like that. And that's one of the things that was the hardest part for me to leave is there's not a lot of jobs that have that. But at least now being home, I don't have to deal with any Kids of that. Kids don't get sick when you're at home. That's that's one thing I was going to say is like Zach was always telling me, you know, like, oh, wild man's sick or winter brought something home from daycare and then now Lindsay has it and then Zach would be like the last one to get it and he'd be like, oh, I'm sick. And I'm like, were the kids just sick? He's like, yeah. So... That's, that's, and that's definitely how it works. So it's it's nice to be at home to not have to worry about it because my anxiety, I hated calling into work. I hated it. Oh, absolutely. Like it drove me nuts to have to call my boss and be like, hey, I'm a daycare teacher and I know I'm the only lead teacher in my room and we're short staffed because daycares are having a hard time. Not that we're the only ones having a hard time. There's lots of jobs that are having a hard time finding people to work too. I but I think everybody, a service industry especially. But again, it comes back to the, we're having to have to make decisions financially to be at home quarantined with your kids. You might as well be at home with them if you're wasting yep. money back and forth but it was like you know i used so many hours and it just it was what it was and you just had to make the decision to yeah. go forward and it just made it a lot easier to not have to call in like wilder when he had that infection you know i didn't have to call into oh, work yep. i could just take him in and we could deal with it and it was no big deal get to the doctor right away in the morning you don't have to like exactly. leave for a half day or anything like that or Exactly. And I could keep an eye on him because she was like, well, you might end up in the hospital. I'm like, oh, my God, I can't even imagine trying to be at work, you know, making sure that he's OK without You're stuck in the hospital. Exactly. Yeah, that exactly. would suck. So it is not like that's a huge thing for me to not have to have to deal with that. Like, I love being at home, being able to take care of the kids and not have to worry about not being there for someone because it wasn't fair to my kids at daycare either when I was missing so much work. I would have to essentially restart my classroom every time I went back because yep. it would be a different teacher in there, and it's not me. I have different expectations. Everybody does. Yep. And I also think that was one of the biggest switches for winter when we got home because I'm struggling a little bit with her behavior, and I know a lot of it is because of the transition from having that daycare routine. The structure versus yeah, to being, the home structure. To being at home, and it's definitely different, which is part of the reason why I have our schedule and why we do the learning stuff and why we go outside because I know – when we've had too much screen time, her behavior is awful. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's awful. And when we do more structured stuff, it makes a big difference, which is why they have the research that says limit screen time. Yes, I know. And sometimes I'm real bad at it. I'm real bad at limiting screen time. Sometimes you need a break. Exactly. exactly. People, people will harp on people with kids. Like They'll be like, oh, your kid shouldn't have any screen time, yada, yada, yada. Yet they don't have any fucking kids. And they sit on their phone and watch TikTok all day. It's like, go have a couple kids. We'll see how you can handle it. Exactly. And and I used to be the parent was like, I'll never do screen time. I'll never do, you know, we'll be an all organic crunchy family. And don't get me wrong. We use essential oils and we do, we do try to do organic, but yeah. I am by far not where I thought I would, uh, you know, when I was like, I'm going to be this perfect mom. I'm going to have a garden. And it's going to be awesome. We're going to yep. grow everything. We're going to buy everything organic. We're never going to have any chemicals and crap. And it's like, well, we do. It is what it is. We try to do what we can, but yeah, that's one of the things that I'm, like I said, struggling with the winter to circle back is her behavior. And even being a childcare teacher, I thought, oh, I'll handle all this. No problem. Yeah. And then you experience things like postpartum rage, which nobody talks about. They I've never even heard about postpartum rage. 
see something that nobody nobody mentions. What is postpartum rage? So when you get postpartum anxiety, depression, there's a lot of different factors that kind of go in it for everybody. Um, a lot of times it's, you know, the crying, the not wanting to, you're not feeling like you want to do stuff. You don't want to take care of yourself. You know, you put all that stuff to the wayside. But nobody mentions mom rage and or or postpartum rage. And it's all you take on all these responsibilities internally. There's all these things that society puts on us. There's all these things that we put on ourselves and all the expectations that we thought growing up of the parents that we would be. And you internalize a lot of it. And society doesn't want to help with a lot of it. You know, they say you wanted to have kids, so this is the way this that it's going to be. This is your problem, yep. They don't tell you it's okay to struggle and and be frustrated, so it ends up coming out in what I would consider like mom rage, postpartum rage, and it can come out at any time. Like if Zach asked me where something is and he's asked me multiple times before and I know I've told him the answer, I will snap and be like, I know I told you where that was. Like, yep. Go find it. Or winter will do a trigger if I've been listening to noise all day long all day long, all day long, sometimes you just snap and you're like, I don't know why I did that. I I knew that I shouldn't have snapped and I could feel that it was wrong, but I could not control myself. It is something in you that you just, you, you can't. It just happens. You can't shut it off. It's like all of a sudden you just snap, you lose it, you lose it. You're triggered and you have no idea why you reacted so bigly. And it's because of the postpartum. You're Hormones are so off balance and you're internalizing so much. You're constantly worrying about stuff. And I know Zach worries about stuff, but it's different for a mom. You know, he doesn't, oh, yeah. he doesn't hear the monitor at night. I do. You know, he doesn't hear a small noise. I do. Yeah. Your brain is different. You are, that's, we're supposed to hear you're, that. You're that. Wired it's to, ingrained. To, you're wired to, to do that. Take care of the young. Exactly. That's, that's so you internalize a lot of stuff and then it ends up coming out in big emotions. And that's one of the things that I never thought that I would ever have any issues with that. Being a daycare teacher, I'm like, I know how to handle all this stuff. I've, that was hard for me to understand was I, and I didn't realize I had it for a long time and was like, I think I have postpartum rage. I, th- I can't control myself sometimes when I snap and I, it is what it is. It's something I work on every day. Yeah. Every day. So before we get to some outlets and hobbies, I think I think we pretty much covered the whole stay-at-home mom thing. You know, yeah. I think we pretty much covered that. And now I want to see the other side of Lindsay without the kids. But before we get to that, I got some stats here for you for stay-at-home parents in the U.S. Oh, all right. So we've, uh, we're have we almost identical to where we were in 1989. Okay. This is, this is as of 2018. Yep. Um. The stay at home for the stay at home dad rate has went up from four percent to seven percent. This is back in two thousand eighteen. I bet it's I bet it's about the same now for dads. It might have even gone up for dads though, because I do feel like there's a lot. Like I said, a lot of people are having to make hard decisions with everything. Yeah, no, I get that. I I could see that too. But for stay at home moms, it's went up very slightly. It's gone from twenty seven percent to twenty eight percent. About. A quarter century earlier is what it says. So in 2016, it was 27%, and then 2018, it went up to 28 Okay. which I bet it's a lot now. I don't know why I'm not getting stats about it now, but... My guess is it hasn't gone through the proper channels to get it, you know, verified yet. We haven't, doesn't, we haven't done our census yet. Yeah, Mark Zuckerberg hasn't... He hasn't verified it yet. He hasn't, yeah, he hasn't. Yeah. So <laughs> the internet hasn't verified any of it yet. Yeah, no. The fact checkers haven't looked. 
exactly. deep enough. Exactly. So we'll get to the the side of Lindsay without kids, you know, like your hobbies, your interests, and your your outlets for, you know, when you do have rage and you do have something that you, you just wanted to get hands-on with something and get something done. You, you said essential oils. Yep, I use my oils a lot. Um, I set up our diffuser just about every morning. I have rollers that I keep on me pretty much constantly, like I'm, I have two in my pocket right now and probably one in my backpack on the floor. And... They're pretty much everywhere. Or and I'm wearing one because so So that is so that's a like a mini diffuser or is that a roller? This is one of my roller necklaces. Oh you I, just Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. And I have some that have like silicone tops that you just pop right off. I've ordered them off the internet. I think they're from Silver and Sage. Um, but they're awesome. They're so cool because I have them on me all the time then. And sometimes I'll just roll them on my hand and take a big deep breath. Sometimes I will walk away from winter when I know I'm having a trigger. I will tell her I'm feeling frustrated or I'm feeling angry. I need to walk walk away yeah walk away one day we were having really hard nap time and she came down from nap and i looked at her and i said when daddy gets home mommy's gonna go for a walk and she's like why can i come with you i'm like nope i don't want you to come with me i was like mommy's feeling off today and i need to do some self-regulation and i was like i would like to take a walk and do some meditation down by the creek and she's like mommy needs to regulate i'm like mommy needs to regulate so that's one thing that I do constantly at home as we name emotions and I am not afraid to tell winter. I am mad. Like yeah. I, I am mad. I'm frustrated and I see you are mad and frustrated too. So we're both going to walk away. We've tight. We've been doing working on breaths a lot. We've been working on separating, naming emotions, trying to color them out and do things like that. So it's, I've been trying to be more mindful of myself and taking those walk breaks and taking yep. those minutes by myself. Um, I know this is really weird, but sometimes after a hard day when Zach gets home, I'm like, I just want to get in the shower. My shower is a place for me to be. Your your peace. Yes. And I don't want to say sometimes you cry in there because that's just the way it is. I don't know what it is. It's just the water rolling down your face. You're not crying. It's it's emotions. (laughs) I just release stuff in the shower. So sometimes after a crappy day, I'm like, hey, I'm going to go get in the shower. So I have like 15 minutes of no one touching me, no one on me. You time. Exactly. And I know that say they say that showers aren't self-care, but. For me, sometimes showers are self-care to just get away for 10 minutes and to just do that. Um, One of the other things that I've been really working on the last three weeks, and I probably should have started it more when I got home because that was one of the things in that book, was you need to start out a workout routine. Yeah. And I've been doing it sporadically, but not... Not consistent. Exactly. And for the last three weeks, I've worked out four plus days a week. Oh, wow. And That's really good. I feel like my anxiety and postpartum, like my mom rage stuff has gotten way down because I feel like if I can regulate myself and feel, fill my cup, then I can pour out of it and feel more even keeled with the kids. Yep. So I try to do that at nap time because it's a nice break in the middle of the day. Yeah, absolutely. Because if I'm stressed out from the morning, a nice workout in the middle of the day helps me get through bedtime, you know, and then I can relax. And I'm sure Zach's been on yell about it a little bit too. He has been. He's he's a big ray of fucking sunshine. I love that guy. He's very motivational and he's been getting me books and journals and like, he's part of the reason why I started my gratitude journal. Yeah. He bought it for me for my birthday. He's like, I think you need to start doing this. this." Exactly. And then once we started to talk about all of this crap and staying home, he's like, you have to do it. Like this is going to be something that, you know, and it's it's in all of my books too. Do a gratitude journal. Start out your day with a journal. Write yep. down your list of stuff that you want to do. So that's been also super helpful. Winter really likes it too. She helps me pick out my affirmation almost every morning. That's awesome. So either I pull a card or there's some in the back of the book. 
And that's one of the other things that we've been working on with the kids too and with ourselves is I bought Winter a bunch of affirmation books. My Magical Words, My Magical Choices, and My Magical Feelings. Those all have affirmations in them. I feel calm. I choose kindness. You know, I choose to be giving. And I feel like reading those books and working on it myself, those have been helpful for both of us. That's awesome. And painting. Painting is a big one for me. It's fun. I have not. Oh, like you paint, not the kids. You paint. The kids paint, but the reason that the kids like to paint is because... You like to paint. I like to paint. I've seen some of your paintings, actually. Like the Nightmare Before Christmas one. Yeah, the hill and stuff. Yep, I was going to say, yep. You painted that. We've got... In our living room, most of the paintings in in the living room are are mine. Um, We used to have the art gallery upstairs was was Wilder's bedroom, and that's where I hung all of my paintings. Um, My friends and I used to do, like, Cheers Pablo... We would do it once a month as like either yep. a date night or a group night. And we're like, this is too expensive. <laughs> so we bought our own shit and started doing it Just at home. Just started doing it at home. And- yeah. We watch videos called Art Sherpa. And she's like this crazy lady who has sippy sippies from her drink the whole time that she's doing it. So I'm pretty sure she's drunk while we're also drinking and doing it too. <laughs> um, I haven't done it as much as I want to since we've had winter. We've probably done two painting nights since then. Um and it's definitely something I want to get back into because I do feel yeah. like it will be beneficial to me to have It's a more. good stress relief. Exactly. And to have more hobbies just aside from, I mean, working out and reading and doing those things. I got I to gotta work on me too. Yeah. Like, I just don't have enough for me right now. No, I get that 100%. So we'll go back to the oils. How long have you been tinkering with oils? What's every? What's all the stuff you do with them? Okay, so I use Young Living brand essential oils. There's all kinds of brands out there. Um, I will warn you, not all are the same. That's that's just a blanket statement. Not all essential oils are the same. The things you buy at Target are not the same ones that I pay for. Yep. There's different regulations and things. And Young Living, from what I can tell, is one of the purest brands. They own all their farms, at least most of them. They own farms. They do everything from seed to seal. They don't use any chemicals. And it was... 2020, like right after Wilder was born, I was having a really hard time with postpartum anxiety and it was when COVID was going on and I was like, I don't want to keep cleaning our house with bleach. Like I hate the smell of bleach. It makes me nauseous. It gives me a headache. And I was like, we got to be able to clean the house without. Plus you have a brand new baby in the house. Exactly. And I was like, I don't want to be cleaning all of his crap with bleach and then having him put it in his mouth. That's gross. So one of my friends, um, was doing Young Living, and I saw her post all the time on Facebook. And I was like, okay, there's a sale. She's doing a sale for their Thieves household cleaner and a CBD roller. And I was like, I need the CBD roller for my anxiety right now. Like, this world is cray-cray. And I just had a kid. So I ordered it and was like, this is awesome. The CBD roller smelled fantastic. The cleaner was awesome. It smelled like like, uh, cinnamon. It smells like cinnamon, kind of. Fireball? I don't think cinnamon's a smell. It's fireball. <laughs> I mean, it is, that, if, Zach, if Zach was here, he'd be like, my fireball sign at home. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it smells like cinnamon and clove. Like, it smells good. And I was like, okay, yep. this, I need something more. So they had something called a starter kit, and it came with a diffuser and 12 oils. And the person that I was working with is like, once you join, we'll, you can get some recipes. We'll, we'll get you started. And I do diffusers every morning. So you fill up the diffuser with water, put some drops of oils yep. in. I used and to do that. I used the, to have a diffuser and yeah, the just nice, made the room smell good. The nice thing about the oils is they just go into the air and they dissipate with candles. It's not good. You're breathing in all the fumes and yep. all that shit in your lungs. And the oils just go in the air. And they're named things like joy. 
and valor and, you know, things like that to help you with what you're feeling. And the kit came with 12 and I immediately started making rollers. Like I think the first one I made was a face the day roller and it was lemon and valor to give me courage and the lemon to wake me up. And I think I went back into my room and put that on every time I walked past so you the room. take you take the individual scents and you'll like mix them together and put them in your little rollers yourself. And then yep. you shake it up before you use it and then roll it on. Or So I get these roller rolls off of several different places. I think whimsy and wellness, um, the oily supply store, uh, silver and sage. There's several places that I order, but Amazon has tons of them and you just get them. And I fill them with fractionated coconut oil as you, you have to use a carrier oil when you're putting them on your skin directly. Cause it can cause irritations. Yeah. Um, so I use fractionated coconut oil but some people use sweet almond oil some people use um uh, uh olive oil but there's certain things that you put on your skin as a carrier i always use fractionated coconut oil because it soaks into your skin and it's very light jojoba oil for like things on your face and skin what was that jojoba oil jojoba oil yeah it's like j-o-j-o-b-a or something jojoba it it mimics your uh sebum on your skin so if you're doing any face things the jojoba oil for your face is fantastic um but i feel i I put in between probably 10 and 25 drops of oils depending on what i'm doing and then i fill the rest with that carrier oil you ever seen the plant that the jojoba comes from i have not Looks like a like really really big grapes. Oh my god, that's weird. It's so weird. Okay, that's not what I that's not what I would have pictured. No, that. it's like you think you get oils. It's like it it kind of looks like an olive. So yeah. olive oil. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> that is that could be very well, but yeah. So jojoba, jojoba. It's very interesting. Like the more you read about oils and the things that you can mix it with is is awesome. But I would never put it on your skin like, directly. Yeah, unless. I mean, there are some like lavender I do put on my skin because that's like the Swiss army knife of all oils yeah. is lavender. Yep. Um, but yeah, so I put them in roller bottles. We use them in diffusers. I put them in sprays. Like we have an owie spray that we spray on all the kids and stuff. And it's, you know, you mix it with water. I use perfumes. I don't use perfumes anymore. I wear essential oils as all, all of that stuff. And you can just mix vodka in with your essential oil in your spray bottle and just shake it up a little bit before you spray it on and it helps stick to your clothes and your skin a little bit better. Vodka. Yeah, little like an ounce of vodka in like a four ounce jar with water and then essential oils. Zach's, Zach will have to bring over his clones because I think I've made him a that's camp. so fucking cool. A camping cologne and that's got like citronella and Northern Lights black spruce and like it that's makes awesome. him feel like he's outside. And then we have, what was the other one? Oh, Swaggering Pirate. Swag, of course. Swaggering Pirate. And it's got like cedarwood and Northern Lights black spruce and patchouli i think in there and a couple other things i know i'm really weird when i first got started i was like these bottles are so cute i just i love that yep. i get to just like drop them in things it's so much fun yep. you know but the more we've used them like i use them on wilder for his ears we use them as wellness rollers winter's got tons of rollers that she wears too i was gonna ask so like is it it's safe for the kids obviously if you're letting your kids use it as long as you dilute them like they, have to, they need to be diluted. So there's like a certain ratio that you would use. So for one Wilder, when he was little in a 10 milliliter roller bottle, I would use like one drop, maybe okay. two, depending on what it was. Like if it was a strong one, one drop. Like if it was lavender, maybe a couple, because like I said, lavender is a little bit lighter. There are ones that they call hot, like oregano, makes your skin feel warm. Oh shit. When you put it on. So you want to dilute those ones for sure because it can feel like like you're burning. Exactly. Like. And that's why they're 
they're you want to be careful with them because you can use them on kids and you can use them on yourself, but you have to be mindful and be aware of how you're going to use them. Yeah. So like I said, never put them on your skin directly. Look up the ones. There are certain things that you shouldn't take when you're pregnant. There are certain ones that you shouldn't use with like, (coughs) what are those drugs? I can't think of the word, but there's like vascular drugs that can be affected by certain oils and stuff. So you just want to be mindful, but they're absolutely safe to use as long as you know the dilution ratios. But yeah, the kids absolutely love them. What about animals? They do have an animal sense line. Because, like, I've heard, I don't think I've ever, I think I've read, like, maybe, like, headline reader, because sometimes I'm just a headline reader. I just read the things. And I've read, and I've seen headlines that saying, like, essential oils are bad for, like, dogs and cats and stuff like that. It can make them feel woozy and make them sick. Is that true? Or do you have to use, like, pet-friendly, are there pet-friendly essential oils? There are. There's, uh, Young Living actually has an animal sense line that you can use on them i believe some of it's topical some of it's diffuser um some of it's creams but there are ones that you want to make sure that you look up like okay what oils are cat sensitive to cats are a little bit more sensitive to citrus oils so putting too many citrus oils in the diffuser can make them not feel well plus you know we have to think animals have a much higher sense of smell than us oh yeah so So when you start using them they say to use very little very little until they're until they get used to it. But there is lists of ones that you should not use, like diffusing wise or topically with both cats and dogs. And it's just because their nose is more sensitive to yep. us. It's just like you can't feed dogs grapes, you know, because that they can't process the skin and it could kill them. Yep, you know, you can't so give you want to be grapes, but you can give them blueberries, which is weird. It's very strange. Cause I feel like both, they're similar. They both have skin to me, and that's why I don't like blueberries, because they have a weird skin on the outside. I they're love gross. blueberries. I do not oh, like man. blueberries. are not my thing. Mm-mm. Nope, nope, nope. But yeah, so you can you can definitely use them. They have lines. Like, Young Living has a line just for kids that's already diluted. It's called uh, Kid Sense. Okay. Um, and it's for, like, two and above. So if you wanted to break it down for kids younger than that, you just dilute it a little dilute bit more. That, okay. And they have a line for animals, for just animals, if you wanted that's awesome. Yeah, it is really nice. Like Winter loves the kid sense genius, and she just wears it all the time. And I've mixed it with grapefruit, and she really likes the way that it smells. And that's so cute. She's got like a little roller with books on it from Belle from Beauty and the Beast, and I put like a little. <laughs> I think it's got orange, lime, vanilla, and something else in there, so it's kind of like a little sweet little perfume. And she loves wearing all that stuff. And Wilder would be like, "Oils? I smell my oils." That's so cute. Smell my oils. That's so cute. I'm also not going to lie. During COVID, I've been like, Winter, what does this one smell like when she's been sick? I'm like, can you smell this? What is it? <laughs> she knows lavender, peace and calming, and a couple other ones like by... By the smell. Exactly. Like I can put it under her nose and she's like, is that my peace and calming? Is yes. That- yeah, Zach was cutting fruit or something in the kitchen the other day and she's like did you open the lemon oil i'm like no but he's cutting a lemon so good job that would make sense that's actually that's pretty cool did any of you kind of getting off topic here did any of you guys get covid zach, i think zach got COVID. I, I think zach got it and but he didn't give it to anybody else nope pretty... i i don't know zach attributes it to my voodoo magic but i really don't know what caused i mean he was home with the kids for a whole week while he was having symptoms and sick and it's not like he was staying away from him you know he had to take care of him because i was still working exactly and and they were crawling all over him but we had they the never diff- they never got it no we had the diffuser going and we'll blame it on the essential oils there well and i also <laughs> i'm really weird i eat raw cloves of garlic i don't know if zach has mentioned that no i was at your house that one night for that fire before i think his name was like tyler or something yep. or whatever, before he showed up and we were like inside grabbing a drink and 
you guys were just you popped open a clove of garlic and ate it. And I'm just like, what the f- what the fuck? <laughs> you guys that afraid of vampires? Or <laughs> when I used to work at Little Sprouts in Menominee, it was an all organic, eco friendly daycare, and I learned a ton of crap when I worked when I worked at that daycare in Menominee. Highly recommend. Super awesome people that that own that daycare. Um, but I learned a ton of stuff there. And one of the things that the owner used to tell me was, he's like, I eat garlic. I gargle garlic water whenever I feel Ugh. any type of sickness. And I was like, why would you do that? And he was like, just do it. One time when you get sick, just try eating a clove of garlic. He's like, mince it or use like the mint yep. stuff, put it in a shot of water and chug it down. And I hated drinking it. It was so disgusting. It, But you felt better. Uh, I didn't. Get I bet you guys had a lot less like tick bites and mosquitoes and everything too. I bet that really because I've heard people eat people who eat a lot of garlic don't get bit by. You know, now that you mention that, I don't think I got as many mosquito bites last year because I have severely increased my uptick of like eating raw garlic in the yeah. last two years for sure. Like when Zach had COVID, I was eating two to three cloves of garlic a day because I was like, I do not want COVID. I maybe maybe want- COVID's a vampire. So. That, that could very well be. And I don't know. I've talked to a bunch of people who are, who, you know, everybody, everyone who's gotten it, no one's had the same, like. No one's had the same, no one's felt the same. No two people have had the same thing. Like, well, and when my sister had it, their whole house got it. But when Zach got it, just he got it. You know, when my sister-in-law got it, she and her husband got it. And the boys may have gotten it, but, you know, it's yeah. just every. I feel like there was no good pattern with it. So I don't really know if it was the oils or the garlic or any of the stuff that we do all in the it. house. All of it. All of it works. Zach just tells me I have voodoo magic. Don't don't quote us on that. Don't come after us if it doesn't work. Yeah, so. yeah. No, yeah. No, like I said, voodoo <laughs> magic is voodoo magic is voodoo magic. All right. So you like to paint. You do a lot of essential oils. I guess my next question is, how the hell did your husband ever let you uh, get married on a pirate ship? You mean... You mean how did I tell Zach that we were going to get married on a pirate ship? So you it was were the one. My idea. It was your idea. Okay, no, I give. I was giving credit to the wrong person. Yeah, no, no. Um, because you both are very piratey. I guess you guys like pirates a lot. So we went to Vegas, and I can't remember if it was the first time we went to Vegas or the second time. But we were in Vegas, and we had been staying. It had to have been the first time because I think we stayed at the Treasure Island just the first time. So we went to we went to Vegas and we were staying at Treasure Island. I was like, "Well, this is a fucking sweet. We're staying at the Pirate Hotel. This is awesome." I didn't realize that they actually had pirate ships outside of the hotel, like right outside, because we're dumb and I didn't look at the pictures properly. Because I'm just dumb. Anyways, we walked outside <laughs> and they were doing the pirate show that was out there. I'm like, "Well, this is so cool." Well, then the next day we were really hungover, and Zach does not remember this at all, but we walked past a wedding happening on the ship, and I was like, Zach, holy shit. I'm like, <laughs> do you see where they did the shows last night? I'm like, there's a wedding over there. And we stood and probably watched for maybe 15 minutes, and they had the person swing the rings down from the crow's nest, and I was like, Zach. Like a legit person like swung down with them? Yes. Holy and shit. And I was like, Zach, hey, 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 if we ever get married, if we ever get engaged, this is where we're going to get married. And... He doesn't remember that conversation. He doesn't remember seeing it at all. So, like, as I had talked about it years afterwards, he's like, I still don't remember that. What the fuck? I still don't remember that. And I'm like, well, we're going to get married on that fucking pirate ship. So, if we ever get engaged, that's where we're getting married. And once he popped the question, I was like, all right, sweet. I finally get to start planning our fucking wedding. Everybody, Everybody buy plane tickets. And I think 
like once we saw that wedding, that's when I decided I don't want a white dress. I don't want a white wedding dress. No, because you wore black, didn't you? You wore a black, mm-hmm. like a black pirate dress, I guess, if that's what a you call it. A black wedding dress with like a lace, what I will call like a lace pirate overcoat. I mean, it had like the long sleeves like at the end down by your hands and it had like a big... It, that's to, so cool. You've ever stalked my Facebook page? We've got some sweet you guys, pictures on there. You guys there. dress up. You guys, I think you wear them on like Halloween time. Yes, we do. Because I you. have, I have a short, shorter one that I had a friend's mom cut off for me so that I could have still a corseted black dress. But I was like, I'm not wearing my wedding dress because we did our wedding in Vegas in October on the 20th, and then we were having a reception back here on November 8th. So I was like, sweet, I get to wear my wedding dress twice. So yep. I can't fucking trash it in Vegas because I have to wear it again. You have to wear it. So I had a friend, yeah, cut off a long other black wedding dress that I had gotten for like $75 from someone at work who didn't use it. And I'm like, sweet, cut it off. I want it. It's corseted. Yep. It's cute. So I wore that the second half, but when we went down there, when we were getting dressed and getting ready, the people are like, I don't think we've ever had people so excited, so dressed up. They're like, we oh. have people who do costumes and things. They're like, but you guys legitimately have like what we would consider pirate outfits. Like we had pirate hats. I had my black wedding dress, the lace thing. Zach ordered his silk tux off of Etsy. Like I found this. Tux oh shit. Work. I was like, Zach, this is your tux. Like if you want to be a full on pirate, this is your pirate tux. I think it was like $700. Holy fuck. Maybe less than that for it, but it was like between four and $700. And his mom, that was one of her wedding gifts was she, she bought, bought the tux. His tux and stuff. And she's like, when it came in the box, it was like the size of a shoe box. And she's like, what the fuck? This is <laughs> all his stuff is like fit in here. She said she like took it out and it like, unfurled and it wasn't even like wrinkled and it looked super nice i mean wow if you've ever watched like black sails or those i was gonna talk about that next yeah like the outfits that they have on there with like the little like what i call like lines where their buttons are like his stuff is on he looks good his was white wasn't it? It was a white pirate tux with a blue shirt because that was what our colors were was white black and like an electric blue okay yep so his shirt had his shirt was electric blue like the electric blue with like the, you know, frilly pirate sleeves and the, you know, collar. And then he had the white coat and the white pants. And I mean, we went all out. I think I ordered my hat, God, like two months ahead of time. And because it was coming from overseas and it got stuck at the post office. Oh, and they didn't shit. tell me that it was at the post office. And all of a sudden I got a letter that was like, if you do not come pick up your package today, sending it back. We're sending it back. I'm like, that's my fucking pirate hat. Well, I gotta get to the post office like <laughs> now. If they send it back, I'll be so pissed. I'll be so. Pissed. So yeah, so I see. Yeah, I see that Zach is a pirate, but you're just as much, if not more, of a pirate person. I don't know what to call him. Pirate. I guess a wench. Like, I'm oh. his wench. Because yeah. <laughs> I this whole time I was just thinking, I was like, how can I convince my wife to get married with me on some extravagant thing? But it what? It's the whole other way around. You had to convince him. Well, and it wasn't even a convince. It was just a hey, 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 hey. This is what we're doing. This is this is. I don't care really what you say. We're getting married on a pirate ship because you're a pirate, and we're getting married on a pirate ship. And my thought was was this this is my wedding, but also his wedding. So I want to wear a black wedding dress, and he's a pirate. And this is a good way for us to marry our stuff together is I get what I want and he gets to have fun at the wedding too. And it's not just a, my wedding. It's yep. our wedding. Yeah. If, if, if Caleb 
would have been around to get married. He always said that he wanted to find a wife that would allow him to do either a, um, some sort of theme. And I can't remember what, what the one was, but otherwise a nightmare for Christmas. Oh, that'd be dope. And he was like, and unless my wife lets me get married in a nightmare for Christmas, she's not the one. I'm like, all right, we'll we'll find you that one. High high standards. Yes, that's right. I may have broke, broke it for Caleb. Whoopsies. Sorry, sorry, ladies. When you, when you were dating Caleb, I may have broken him. My bad. Oops. It happens. Um, I think that pretty much sums up everything I wanted to talk about today. Kind of got to know you on the mom side, kind of got to know you on the pirate side. Is there anything else you want to say? But nice to come on, I guess, and do something a little outside of my realm. I do get very anxious with this stuff, so I apologize. This is definitely outside your comfort zone. And if look, I talked a little fast or got shaky, it's because you I get fucking a little killed nervous. it. How long do you think we were talking for? Probably like an hour, yeah, fifty-six minutes. That's kind of what I figured. Yeah, good job. You, you're, you're pretty close. Most people, they're like, oh, I don't know, like twenty minutes. It's been like an hour and a half because the time it just flies when you're in front of a microphone. It's exactly. a ton of fun. Do you want to plug your Instagram? Yeah. Yeah, go for uh, it. I was going to say, well, I suppose I don't really, it's not like my super great. It's just, I think it's just Lindsay Hafer, Lindsay. I don't actually know what my Instagram handle is, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> I'll find you quick. I want to say it's either Lindsay Wolf or Lindsay.Wolf or something like that. But remember, it's with the two E's. Yeah. Always with the two E's. That's why my nickname in high school was Shorty with the two E's. Cause Shorty with the two E's. Shorty with the two E's. Um, it's Linz.Wolf. So L-A-N-D-S dot Wolf. That's Wolf with two F's. There we go. So if you want to learn something about essential oils or, or nature. Fo- or, or follow me with my kids. Cause or I- nature walks with the kids. Give her a follow. Um, thanks, everybody, for listening. I appreciate it. And I hope to talk at you later.